Today's episode of the Sidious Mag Podcast on the Sidious Mag Podcast Network is brought to you by Gooder Sunglasses. I love Gooder, and if you've seen any photos of me running throughout the pandemic or the past couple months, I've been rocking Gooder Sunglasses. They are super comfortable. They don't slip or bounce around while you're running. Right now, it's the summertime. It's getting super hot. You're sweating a lot, and in some cases, your glasses tend to fog up. These do not. They come in super fun colors and styles that actually look good. They have fun names. My personal favorite is a ginger soul. They're black and they're polarized and they're super light. The best part about all of it is that Gooder sunglasses are ridiculously affordable and start at just $25 a pair. Gooder is generously offering our listeners nothing absolutely nothing at all no discount is needed when they're already the most affordable performance shades on the planet so i put together a list of my personal favorites you can go ahead and check them out go to gooder.com slash sidious that's g-o-o-d-r.com slash sidious look good run gooder legs are feeling good eyes are feeling gooder that might have to be my new hashtag All right, the boys are back. We released part one to our monthly show. But, you know, part one was a deep discussion with our good friend Richard Isa from the Isa Run Crew in Philadelphia. And we discussed kind of like his experiences being a kind of like middle of the pack distance runners like, like us. Um, and what it's like being black in a very white scene. So go ahead and check that episode out. But now in this episode, we get to nerd out about all of these races that are happening and all that kind of stuff. And so it's been, we've got like two months to unpack. So uh, first off. There's been some really interesting, like people are definitely adapting to this 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 new uh, racing climate. Like what that can, people, people are getting creative. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. People are getting creative with this. Yeah, we saw the Oslo Impossible Games, which I think we talked about last month. It went off, yep. um, and it seemed it was fairly interesting. The only complaint I really had was so they ran, I believe it was a three k or two k. What was it? Three k. I believe it was three k. Um, I can double check with the Ingebrigtsens and then Timothy Chariot, Elijah Menangoy, yep. and a couple other Kenyans. Canyons got dealt a really bad hand because it was just really cold. It was rainy. Um, so yep. they, they didn't run as well as um, the team did over in Norway. And so They're used to it. That's like, that's like home turf there. They're like, give me the cold. I know. Give me the, so give the, me the rain. The, uh, Jacob Ingebrigtsen ended up winning, I think, set like a, a new national or European record. Um, it was a yeah, European record um, for the 3K. What was the time? Do you have it there? Ooh, I have his, uh, I have his 5k. Let's see if I can pull it up. I actually don't even have it. I just have that he won. Let me see. I can pull that up for you. But, um, so it was, it was, it was cool to watch. It was split screen, which like, it's funny to think about like as such a hard concept for track and field to nail over time. And it takes a pandemic for them to finally go to it because, you know, we've had those complaints for years where, we don't get to see crucial moves happening in one race because um, mm-hmm. I don't know, they decided to cut away to the pole vault or something like that. So um, it was cool to see finally a split screen race. And 
the my only gripe was that they picked such weird distances like uh Carson Wall Warholm ended up running like the 300 hurdles and setting a new world best why not just do a 400 hurdles race like I, I guess I know the times don't count toward like Olympic qualifying but it's so much easier to conceptualize and like understand that this is a good time I guess maybe for the grand scheme of things to set a world best or world record um it, it's a cool headline to come out of it but that was my my one thing about the whole thing was like you pick such weird distances to do yeah and so like so i'm gonna i'm gonna correct what i said earlier it was a 2k yeah it was a 200 meters but or 2000 meters with jacob and he ran 450.04 and yeah then you have like warholm doing the 300 hurdles where it's like all right let's just like uh it's a weird it's a weird racing time. So let's just throw some weird distances in here. Like mm-hmm. it, and it was the European record that he broke. Yeah. The, the fans in the stands were weird. Like they had people who were like being propped up by like sticks and then they had like weird drawings, but uh, granted, I guess like to be nice, the drawings were like made by little kids at a school nearby and they uh-huh. got to make them. But, um, it's just like if you'd have shown those photos about a year ago, I mean, no, you would be like, was, "What movie am I watching?" This is a weird movie. This is clearly somebody making making an interesting joke. Yeah. Like, in mm. addition to the impossible games, sort of as we continue on with running down through, like the news, the Diamond League announced that there will be an adjusted schedule for 2020. Um, there'll be no diamond league points awarded, no diamond league final. They decided to get rid of Rabat, London, Zurich. Um, the pre-classic I think is on the schedule, even though, um, the university of Oregon, I think Hayward field was just like, well, like I really, we really don't know if this thing is going to go off. And so the schedule and I'll run through it right now is August 14th, Monaco, August 16th, Gateshead. August uh, 23rd, Stockholm, September 2nd, Lausanne, September 4th, Brussels, September 6th, Paris. You know, that's three track meets in a span of, in a week. So it's really jam-packed. Then you've got uh, Naples, September 17th, Shanghai, September 19th. We're going through to October, October 4th, Eugene, October 9th, Doha, October 17th, another race in China, which... I'm very curious about it. It's just like, it's China. This is where, you know, the outbreak really started. And so to go back and host a pretty big international sporting event will be interesting. Something that's really interesting is if we go into like the, like the country by country dynamics on like, there are places like New Zealand that are totally free and clear. And there are places like the U S that completely drop the ball. So it's like, now is it going to is it is it going to be the idea that like hey i don't know us athletes do we want you coming here mm-hmm. which is like would be like a very a reversal on kind of where things had been i There's mean some us athletes christian taylor delula muhammad i saw yep. that they're slated to compete at some meet internationally so it is probably a thing where if you leave the united states you probably do have to spend like the two weeks somewhere in a hotel and start yep. to like kind of like flush out whatever might be in your system and then really kind of be able to compete. Um, it's funny because I follow this one, I believe, Australian um, distance runner uh, who runs at the University of Florida on TikTok. 
and love it already. She went back to Australia. Um, I guess now because you know there's no collegiate season. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Go back home, and she has to stay in a hotel for two weeks. And so she's running like laps around her hotel. You can't leave whatsoever. Food is getting delivered to your door. Wow. So she's running 10K like in a hotel room, which I just think it's like, that's so many steps. I really hope that the person below you like isn't getting annoyed by all the footsteps. But that's just so crazy to me. But that's the world we're living in where in order to enter the bubble of sorts where things are pretty and nice and and there is no coronavirus you got to set some time away and 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 that's like what 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 worries me is it's like why i i understand that people want to get back that like we miss god i've been watching survivor and i'm like whenever they do like a competition like whenever you're working through different challenges on survivor i'm like oh sports wow and these are reruns of Survivor. And I'm like, look at it go. And I get that people are really wanting things to return to normal. And they're looking for that sense of normalcy. But at the same point, it's like, is it too fast? Is it too early? Um, by, by jumping the gun, are we going to like push things farther down? And then it's like bleeding over into 2021? Or do we just like, I mean, August 14th, I'm looking at that, that, Seems in my soon. head, it's so far away. Oh, but, I think it's soon. I said, but that was the thing. It's like in my head, I'm like, August, oh my God. But I keep forgetting that it's June mm-hmm. because when this all started in March, I was like, oh man, you know, you know, Boston's so far away. Oh, this is going to be. And it's like the, what is the, the Smash Mouth lyric, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. The years start coming and they don't stop coming. These numbers and dates seem so fluid to me still that it's like who knows i mean the nice thing about pro meets is that like your numbers are a lot smaller Mm -hmm. you can control like we saw in norway you're able to control who is there and very different than like uh large road racing scenes but i'm man i'm just i'm just curious to see what's going to happen and like like we said christian taylor is slated there's a whole there's people who have like agreed but i don't know maybe you know this one are there anybody who's like already who's stepped out and said i'm not feeling okay i don't want to i don't want to keep go i don't want to go out i really haven't heard that too much from athletes because like at the same time like i'm of the mindset like i do think there's going to be a second wave to this thing um and that the fall might get pretty ugly unfortunately um so, you know, if you're a pro athlete and you happen to go out to Europe and what happens if you end up stranded out there, if you're slated to do one of these meets, like, would you want to come back to the United States as like the world is crumbling here? I, it's, it's such a strange thing to think about. But yeah, I mean, so there are some talks about races happening here in the United States. So I know the Music City uh, Distance Carnival in Nashville is taking place yep. in August and they're going to test their athletes, I think, in the days leading up to it. Um, Sir Walter Myler in North Carolina, which, you know, I really like going to that race is I think also slated to happen, um, Mm -hmm. in the first week of February. The coolest part about that race is just how they have, you know, the 2000 plus spectators along the track on the inside, you know, really giving that tour de France feel, but you can't do that nowadays. Like, it's funny because that was such a, 
great thing that people like grabbed onto like I, in the last couple of years, whether it was the Long Island Mile, whether it was Sir Walter Myler, or some of these in in like uh, like Pennsylvania, like just getting the fans on the track and 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 mm-hmm. cheering them on. It's just a concept that you have to remove right now because it's not safe whatsoever. So. Yeah, and kind of like to bring it outside of just track, like I think we are as a society moving too fast. Like that's coming from me who's in New York and I like the state of New York right now and just how we've been able to flatten the curve over time. But I just don't feel like the rest of the country did that. Um, Florida right now looks to be like the worst place to be. Yeah, where they uh, had like a lot of reopenings really quickly, people flooded beaches. And now they're having to stop and go back to where it was a month ago. Texas, the same exact way. So it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do in uh, August if they decide to hold some races. I know Boston is in talks to host its own race, and I'm trying to get involved with it in some capacity. But, like, yeah, I mean, there's there's that itch, right, where to go outside of track – we're getting back the NBA. We're getting back baseball, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but those places, they're going to into these bubbles, whether it's Disney World for a couple months or um, and, or like playing really locally. It's going to be so strange. But at the same time, it's, I feel like, too rushed. Maybe this should have just been a year that we shelf. But financially, these le- some of these leagues can't do that. And it's going to take its mm-hmm. toll on... On people so maybe you do have to run the risks but the sport of track cross country is like the first thing that comes up uh what's that going to look like we don't know it's uh, coming and and you you look at how many like if we look at just even like the collegiate scene how things are just getting have been getting cut across the board that funding's been getting pulled and it's so much uncertainty and I mean, as a, as a as as a fan of the sport and someone who's involved in it, it's like, what's what is what are things going to look like in three months? What are things going to look like this time next year? It's uh, which is strange because we could listen back to some of the podcasts that we've done in the last couple months, and we're asking the same exact questions because, to be honest, like there's still no answers, and mm-hmm. yeah, and like kind of you mentioned, this is taking a big financial toll on just programs Akron is cutting its men's cross country and track team. Like Clayton Murphy's really putting up a fight for it. Central Michigan men's indoor and outdoor track Brown track was kind of on the outs for a bit. We did that podcast episode with Russell Dinkins and then it was saved the next day. Um, and, but that was kind of like for a, a little bit of different reasons, like they, and not so much COVID uh, related, but to an extent probably did have some sort of ties, but it has been a hard time in general for this country, not just in sports, not just in track, but overall. And it, and it's just that you look at I, I I find that that COVID has been the the catalyst for so many other things. The idea that it's putting people under pressure and it's putting this. Uh, extra heat on everything so that you're forced to look at it, that people are at home, people are able to, they, they have time to, to look at what's actually in front of them that they may have uh, been willingly turning a blind eye to. And 
like you said, it's like though though there's like the option that we could have shelved 2020. I think that it's it's a year of change, and that it's a year that can that is going to no matter what change things. That's the thing. It's, it's going. It's like I, I I'm not thinking that we're searching for old normal, mm-hmm. but moving forward what new normal would look will look like because old normal didn't work no but what is what is new normal going to look like and i, I keep talking to all of my uh i was talking you know um a friend in boston and he uh is he, he runs out the cruise out there he bartends and we were talking and last night actually and he was like i just have no idea what the what like the cruise scene is going to look like what running in groups is going to look like for this that so much of our community and gathering is based on like being in these like being in a place together mm-hmm. and what 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 will what will our community look like from here that's the it's it's, it's clearly like it's still there and people are are finding ways to work within it but yeah i mean kind of to that point where like you mentioned maybe there is a greater purpose to this year. Like the reflective part of me does seem to think like, yeah, the joke is 2020 is canceled. But if you really think about it, the improvements we can make as a society uh, outweigh sort of like the, not really outweigh the bad, but sort of like will come as a reward for just how difficult things are right now, where there's no, turning a blind eye to what's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. There's no turning a blind eye to how we were, you know, lives were before this pandemic and like the different improvements that we can make as people um, for our health and for just kind of the way we conduct ourselves. So in a way it's like the 2020 is maybe like the year that, you know, the humanity needed to just, you know, kick its ass a little bit and remind itself like, no, 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 you got to steer into this other direction. Mm-hmm. it's almost like uh I, I assume you've done it uh you, you know what a, you know a rust buster that when you like get into a race or a workout and it's been a long time and you kind of need something to to really jar you and uh, shake you out of complacency that uh, um i think that people are going to have to keep the pedal down in in, in our running but also in like how we work within the rest of the world a couple more results sort of the from races that just happened in the past week that maybe people mm-hmm. were unaware of uh leo dashbaugh ran 359.54 became the 11th high schooler to break four minutes for the mile that second half of that race he was nasty i love getting to watch that that was <laughs> that was great oh man the splits on that was where like <sighs> 156 for the final 800 56 8 for the final lap disgusting i do like the so i wrote a story about it for sports illustrated because it's kind of like how did this race happen and so it was just you know a bunch of high school kids ended up in a group chat um together like the fastest kids the fastest everyone in the group had run under 410 which is seems to be like one of the fastest group chats in 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 the world um how do you get on that group chat i know right really you gotta run under 410 yeah my 513 pr won't even like let me like they'd they'd delete me off the app if if i was on there you can't even yeah, you, you can't. It's not even like, like you can look at the chat. No, they were, exactly. You can't, talk, you can't even look at it. I don't see how you can hate from outside of the club. You can't even get in. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So yeah, these high school kids organized it. Qu- Quarantino Classic was the name of it, which is, I thought it was a great name for like a mm-hmm. um, for a race. And yeah, so I've actually got audio from from Leo and his coach that I'll probably release as a podcast, maybe sometime next week, just kind of after from when I wrote the story. So it'll be a little bit old, but I'm sure people will still find some interesting things in there. Um, after that, Johnny Gregoric set a new Blue Jeans Mile World Record in 4:06. This was the Sidious Max Super Bowl of last uh, last month. It was bing, 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 bing. I was there, watched it with my own two eyes. Um, it was beautiful. I mean, it was for a great cause. Raised, I think it was like something like thirty-two thousand dollars or more than that for you know the National Alliance of Mental Health. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, lots of great work from from Johnny. In addition to all of that, Jacob Jacob Ingebrigtsen, aside from the Impossible Games, ran thirteen twenty eight or something like that to break like he's on a, a tear. Yeah, he is it, on a tear. So you know how you have those moments where like you cringe nowadays when you see people like shaking hands or like high fiving in like a TV show or movie. Like just seeing oh. the amount of people like out for watching this race, I had that sort uh-huh. of like cringiness. I was like, that's a lot of people like in one space. The, the idea that uh, you, 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 those little things, like think about running past somebody and they throw out a, a hand for you to high five. Nope, not touching that anytime soon. Big pass. Um, have, you, have you ever had any moments where you, like, you, you um, might see a friend and you're going to go hug them and you're like, oh, yeah. oh never mind. Oh. <laughs> I know it's it's I I kind of like I think I commented on on uh some photo on Instagram recently of like two people hugging and I said it was like what phase of reopening do we get hugs back because it's like it's something that we all miss like it's uh-huh. it's such a great feeling I miss it I miss <laughs> hugging people I miss hugging people Jacob's just on a tear that's just like I I, I think I think that one really got me out of nowhere because I, I didn't hear that it was going to happen just random five k on like a Thursday or something. Just, it's like, oh, yeah, we're just just going out here running a thirteen twenty eight, something like that. Another pole vault clash in the backyards happened. We yeah. had Olympic champion Katarina Stefaniti won over like Katie Naget and Alicia Newman. Uh, Sandy Morris wasn't in it because she's been, I think, a little bit banged up. Um, yep. Dylan Sorensen, who's uh, a pretty accomplished runner, I believe it was at. Stanford and is now a coach at UNC ran a 437 mile while dribbling a basketball to celebrate his 30th birthday super impressive I was really mad because I tried I tried to time trial a mile earlier this year or like a couple months ago in quarantine and I was like yeah and I haven't raced a mile in ages and it just wasn't feeling great and I barely got under five and I was just damn (laughs) with a ball dribbling a ball and I'm like putting the pedal down Drew Hunter has been on fire. He clocked an 836.84 in his two-mile time trial, I think, out in Virginia, raised some money for charity. And then after that, he went out to South Dakota um, and ran, like, the first sub-four on South Dakota. In the state of South Dakota. I was also like, South Dakota? Random. Random. Maybe that's, like, the next thing. It's like, I'm just going to go around and find all the states that have random records that haven't been broken like that Mm -hmm. that's a fun one aside from that i think that kind of covers like all these performances that have been going on uh did did you see um what i really loved was 
is it Kira D'Amato? Yes, that's right. I, I almost forgot that one. That one, so this is like, so I, I'm a sucker for people, like, I love it when I see people who are really great and have been going consistently and, like, perform as expected, but I really love it when someone just, like, out of the blue destroys something. So she ran 1504. She's coached by Allen Webb's high school guy, and I think, I, I don't know if I'm right on this. Is she in, like, top, top six American? I don't, because I don't know if this is. She was in well at the trials i think she was like top 15 for the marathon Mm -hmm. and then i think i did see a stat floating around that she's up there i think for like 35 plus like uh, that's my view that might be what i've seen um which there's some like big names on there for sure i know shalane is on there as well so anytime you're able to run and sniff any sort of shalane flanagan time i'm sure is a really good sign of of fitness so um, yeah. And I, I, and the crazy part too, is that I believe she, um, works in real estate or something like yeah. that. Like that's her she's full-time a, she's job. A, she's a full-time realtor. She's got two kids. Big hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like well, before the trials, everyone was making a big deal of how many people are in the field that balance full-time jobs and this kind of stuff. And like, she's just blown it out of the water. Cause she's kind of like at the level of like, pro runner and then i'm sure really good at her full-time job so kudos to her for sure i hope that she sold a lot of houses and had like a double pr new 5k (laughs) pr new real estate pr i love that all right are you ready for our favorite segment that we do every month Uh, we should should come up we should have somebody write a little little jingle for this like yeah that's right i i I like i like that let's put a call out to any musically inclined sidious mag podcast listeners if you are out there and you can come up with a nice jingle send it our way you know email me chris at sidiousmag.com and we'll include it into our monthly show for the dopers gonna dope segment so first mm-hmm. off first one who got popped is a world champion we're, but we're dealing with two world champions this this month for on dopers two world dope. first one is salwa uh eden Nasser, uh who missed three drug three? tests before winning the world championship gold medal in the 400 meters last year she's from bahrain um i mean it's just crazy to me and i i haven't seen quite really what the explanation was of like well how she was able to compete at worlds after three after already missing three like you guys didn't even put a stop to her showing up to world so she's able to go miss the three tests compete and take that moment away from someone like shawnee miller who was the most dominant 400 meter runner last year like absurd she was running crazy fast times uh nasser uh, just shows up and beats her runs also like a really fast time uh from on the all-time list i forget where exactly she falls it's somewhere maybe top five top top three i don't know um and then in addition to that she misses a fourth test in january like it's three strikes you're out and then i don't know like maybe the third one was a foul ball tip and then you know the fourth one finally got her fourth strike yeah yeah i don't even know Definitely, we're looking on that uh, foul ball. The idea that like, oh, no, just let this one slide. 
And I, I was reading something like, she was like, I was on a plane. I was not able to make the test. And it's not like they don't make you aware yeah. <laughs> of when these things are going to happen. And it's like, right now, we're people aren't really flying that much. But yeah, it seemed to have happened at some point last year before right a now. pandemic and everything like that. But still, kind of crazy. Whereabouts failures are always very uh, intricate. And that brings us to like the most interesting case right now. It's Christian Coleman missing another drug test. And this comes after last year's whole issue with him missing three tests, getting off on a technicality where then USADA said, you know what? Like, all right, fine. We, we, we take back the, you know, provisional suspension. If you have two missed tests and a third one like does you in, you have to pull off all the stops to make sure you never miss another test. That means, you know, constantly updating the whereabouts app. And yep. also, so his big thing too is uh, what happened was, I think on December 9th, it was Monday, he misses a test according to the AIU and gets an email the next day informing him that he missed a test. But according to him, he had updated his whereabouts and set the one hour time for him to take this test and was, went, went out shopping because he had to run some errands before like leaving, I think, uh, LA and mm-hmm. or at a photo shoot somewhere. So wherever he is, he goes out, buys a suit at Macy's, gets some food at Chipotle, gets his iPhone repaired. And then somehow he claims he is back at his home before 8.15. His one-hour window was 7.15 to 8.15. And he says he was back at some point before that. Um, and he thinks he knows that because he says he was back before the start of the Monday night football game. But according to uh, the AIU, he wasn't home. And they tried repeatedly to get in contact with him, and they didn't. But the one thing is that Christian Coleman is saying that they didn't call him. And before most drug tests, they call him. Now, here's an issue because the AIU went a step further and said, we don't have to call you when we're there. It's kind of you just knock on the door until like the person answers. There's another issue at hand because Christian Coleman claims that the drug tester was not at his house and was at the wrong address. So apparently, in an interview that he did with the FlowTrack podcast, he said uh, that there were one or two words wrong in the report of like when the guy had to write down his address. So in this whole entire mess, someone is not telling the truth. It's either like the drug tester were wrong and weren't there. And if so, like we'd like to know what, like what did the person put down on that piece of paper? Like what was the address? We need to call the people's mixed cereal. I want to, I want like a, of this time to this time breakdown. I want cell phones pinging towers. Yeah. I want to see some some locations and for them to to uh, detail this thing. This is like. For the past week, I've spent every working day trying to figure out where a world champion sprinter was for one hour in a day in December 2019. Or, if you want to get technical about it, and apparently I do, where Christian Coleman was from 7.15pm to 8.15pm on December 9th, 2019. 
this search sometimes feels undignified on my part. I've had to ask about receipts for Macy's, where he went to the Apple store, how often, with whom, about Chipotle. I've had to call some higher ups there, who was playing on Monday Night Football. I'm not a detective or private investigator. I don't even work for the Athletics Integrity Unit. But yes, every day this week, I've tried to figure out the alibi of Christian Coleman. See, I didn't, I, I haven't heard, I didn't hear from the, uh, that, that it might've been a wrong address. That's like new news to me. I didn't hear that from on the Flowtrack pod, but. Yeah, so it's like, there were, there's many different components to it. And so kind of like, uh, it, it's just, I don't, right now you just don't really know who to believe. One, I just, I think like, come on, man. You're sitting on two missed drug tests. You cannot be out and about shopping during your one-hour window. I also don't understand why you don't set that window to, like, the first hour of your day when you're in bed. If you're home... And also, just, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, this is, like, the, this is the one thing that can knock you out completely. So it's like, you know what? Honestly... I'm just not going to take any chances. I'm going to get the, I'm going to stay home until it's like, have you ever had to wait at home for a package? Cause it was like a sign delivery only. And you're like, man, this kind of sucks, but I, I don't want to have to go to the UPS distribution facility in North Bronx because it's a pain to get there. So I'm just going to wait here at home until they get here. <laughs> it's kind of a pain, but you know that like, it's just like the, smarter choice if it's important to you you do what you can to be there and so it just kind of not to i i don't want to knock him because it's like maybe he just doesn't have like a great understanding of the rules but at the same time it's a total disregard for the rules um the the funniest Christian, tweet has been around long enough he knows yeah you don't like do you need a babysitter like that's the that's the big question it's just like it, it, it's gotten to that point where it's how could you not have been there when you only have to be in one place for one hour. Um, the funniest tweets I did see, I think, was Noah Drotti, where he just said, um, if I'm sitting on two missed drug tests, I'm you know, living in a tent next to the drug testing facility, and I'm only running on a treadmill so that they know where I am at all times. And then, you know, that's, that's exactly what it is. You should, like, I think they, Christian Coleman was saying that you know, for Christmas, and this happened before Christmas, he was supposed to get like a, like one of those Amazon ring light, like ring uh, doorbells where you can see um, if someone is at your door and if they're ringing, then it pings your phone. Like, man, you should have got that so much sooner, especially like after you'd already missed two. Like, come on, come on. Just like product placement for these little doorbell rings. Yes, need that. Second, I don't know if anybody here doesn't already follow Noah Drotti on Twitter. Get on it. Some of my favorite hot takes in the track and field community. But seriously, it's like when, 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 when like a, you see like when a younger athlete that's like just entering the league has a whereabouts failure, it's like, all right, you learned. You, there's a reason why there's the three strike rule mm -hmm. because like there's a lot of intricacies in the travel of the sport. But man, if you've been around enough and you've already had three that was kind of redacted to two point. Uh, yeah. uh, and you're like the you world said, champion and you're going into it in Olympic year. Come on. 
you don't have much. I mean, it's not, not like you're missing. There's not anywhere else you gotta go. People can't meet up. You can't <laughs> just stay home. Just stay home. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy, but not, you know, it, it's got me thinking like if Christian Coleman misses the Olympics, right. What happens now? Like does no, uh, does Noah Lyles drop down into the one and the two there. Could, that could be really interesting to see. I'm like, well, so like I we haven't Noah crossed Lyles. that. Yeah. We haven't crossed that path just yet. Um, when this thing is like, you know, concretely set in stone, but yeah so this month yeah two big names for dopers gonna dope but um can't really call them official dopers or anything like that we're not doing that it's just kind of like right now provisionally provisionally the dopers gonna dope we're about failures gonna wear be whereabouts you know doesn't have as much of a ring to it but oh so i think that's kind of everything the new hayward field opened up which is crazy to think about because right now i got a google alert i think or my calendar alert on my phone told me that i would be boarding a flight yesterday to go and it was so depressing because like i don't have anywhere any 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 place to go right now and so um we'll have to wait a whole nother year but it looks beautiful from like all the all the photos and, and videos that have come out I mean, they're 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 using their time well. If if you can't if you can't do anything, might as well like bam, we're gonna make it look really nice by the time it comes back, and you can have like top notch facilities and something uh, to look forward I, to. I, I got a very similar notification. I had somebody text me, and they're like, "Hey, guess where we were supposed to be heading?" Oh yeah, thanks for saying something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that kind of does it for for this month's episode. Kind of wraps up. All the news, um, you know, obviously a lot more important things going on in the world, but slowly but surely running is coming back. Um, you know, we're going to continue to uh, follow the sport and, you know, use it as an escape from, from everything. But, um, yeah, we're, we're all going to continue to hang in there. We'll, we'll see. I think uh, I'm curious to see maybe, – maybe this will happen on the next one. I'd like to – Maybe if we do a, a collection of the most impressive virtual racing we've seen. So like, I've got uh, this idea, and I wonder what what you think. Should we do? Uh, you've you've seen like the Survivor of the Fittest or whatever it is, like that bracket that's going around with a lot of people. Trials of Miles, yeah. Trials of Miles, that's what it is, right? Kind of want it. Like, I think it's a really cool idea. It is. So I think you know what? It might be worth it. We're gonna put out an open call. And we're going to do like the fastest city of mag podcast listeners and let's see how people can rip. We'll follow a similar format, you know, mo- you know, all credit to those guys for, for setting that up. But I think just among the city of mag listeners, we can organize a really cool bracket and we'll see like who can, who can rip it. And maybe we can attract some big names to it. I mean, we donated a thousand dollars to Johnny Gregoric's uh, blue jean mile. Maybe we throw in five hundred bucks to the winner of this of this uh, bracket. Let's let's do it. Let's let's see what I can uh, what I can put together. I'm curious because I'm looking. So today is the um, start of the Brooklyn Mile. Or was it yesterday? I uh, I think it was today. Today or yesterday? Yes, today. And that's something that I'm looking. I keep. I uh, there's there's some elites, like mm-hmm. big time elites, who are like Brooklyn Mile, coming for you. 
and it's and it's funny because like I saw the leaderboard. There's a guy from Japan, I think, who's at the top of it right now, and Japan is six thousand plus miles away from Brooklyn. But at the same time, this guy might be the 2020 Brooklyn Mile champion without even having stepping a foot on Kent Avenue. <laughs> a beautiful thing, um, racing in 2020. You can do it wherever. Make it work, Matt. Thanks again for for joining me. Love this. Absolutely. If you listened to this and enjoyed the episode, give us a shout out on your Instagram stories. We will repost it to all our followers and that helps new people discover the show. As always, I'm always thankful for when people leave a review on Apple Podcasts that also helps improve our rating on the charts. Many thanks to Gooder for sponsoring the show and coming through and believing in us after going through the past couple months on a little bit of a sponsorship freeze due to the pandemic still grinding to get these conversations out to you so show some love for the sponsors and pick up a pair of the most affordable performance running sunglasses visit gooder.com slash sidious that's g-o-o-d-r.com slash sidious to check out some of my favorite lenses and styles i've been your host chris chavez wishing you some happy and healthy running legs are feeling good eyes are feeling gooder